Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Stand to your feet this morning. We want to just bow down your head and thank God for another opportunity to be in church. I want you to just thank the Lord for the past week, the convention that we've had, all the good things that happened to us. And we're here again this morning. Don't wait until our freedom of worship is taken away. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. We have seen it before. Thank him. That we can gather. Give him some praise this morning. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. we give you praise. We thank you so much. Yes, Lord. That we can come before your throne of grace. Yes, Lord. So many things happen during the week, but. By your grace, we gather and we gather again. And we want to say that we are grateful. This afternoon, I pray that your word will come to us clearly. Mm. Soften our hearts, O God. Let our hearts be good soil. That the seed of the word will be planted in. And that it will bear good fruit in its season. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Don't sit down yet. Take your Bible. Let's make our confession. Tell anybody you think I'm just saying something, but I'm actually changing it. Lift up your Bible this morning, and you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Take your seat. Wow. It's a good day to be in church. I said it's a good day to be in church. Hallelujah. Now, just before I I share the word of God, let me just, you know, I always say let me share the uh, announcements early because I'll, I'll forget. Hallelujah. Were you, did you enjoy the convention the past week? Then you want to put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And I believe at the right time we'll be hearing different testimonies of what has happened to us. Amen. You have another one next week. We thank God. We thank God. Amen and amen. All right. Last week I started sharing something to you and I'm going to continue sharing it. Hey, I started sharing with you from this book, The Cell System. We're going to be here for some time, so make sure you acquire a copy of it. And, you know, yeah. These days, you don't mind me when I'm giving you books, so I also don't mind you. I also don't mind you, so 
That's why today I didn't tell them to bring me books. If you are interested, you'll find it. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> and I began to share with you about what we call the centers in the church. Amen. You can be in a church and you don't understand anything that's going on. It's very possible. It's very possible. And when you don't understand what is going on, you are, a, you are like a peripheral member, somebody just on the outside. Are you there? You are loosely attached and something can easily hit you off. And the truth is that you don't even really enjoy it much because you don't really understand all that is going on. Amen. That's why I'm taking my time to talk to you about the Bacenta system. This book calls it the cell system because the cell is like the universally used name. You know, it's, when you write a book, you don't just write it for people in Ghana who don't buy books. You write it knowing that it will go. It's true. We don't buy books much. Yeah. Yeah. This generation is getting better, but we still have a road to go. It is still true that if you want to hide something from us, you should put it in a book. It's unfortunately true. And we as believers, we are trying to change it. We said, no, we will not. Yeah, because the word books, books are even exist in the Bible. Very important things. Hallelujah. But today, I was going to move on with what I was sharing last week. And it's still in the same vein, but I realized I need to answer a question first. Mm-hmm. I need to answer a question. If I don't answer a question, what I'm teaching you will not have a context. You see, if somebody just comes and lands here and starts teaching us about uh, what? Mars. It's an interesting story. But the truth of the matter is that most of us, we start from, and so what? How is it relevant to me? When I can find a way it's relevant to me, then I'm more eager to listen. So if the person comes today, because we are polite, we won't just walk out. If you go to the West, when they are dead, they will just walk out. But here, dear, we don't do that. If you have been caught, us will be quiet. But when you are supposed to come next week, you won't come. When you know that they come talk about Mars again, and the Mars, nah, you don't understand. What has it got to do with you? Ask your neighbor, what has Mars got to do with me? You know. Uh-huh. So I realize that if I don't take a step back and show you why it matters, why it matters, I'll be like a person preaching about Mars. But as soon as you understand what it means to, you know, for you, and as soon as it's relevant, you see that you now you want to know more. Is it, a, a, is it true? Or, uh-huh. And that's why today I'm starting by sharing with you why you should be interested in Bacentes. Now, we don't use the word cell. We've used it before. We have used many words. In fact, in this church, when I say in this church, the United, Denom- United Denominations were originating from the Lighthouse group of churches. We used to be called Lighthouse. Now we're called UD. Simply because we're a group of churches. Amen? We have carved it up so that every bit of the church can survive and do well. If you have five children and you keep all of them inside your house, the house that you built for them when they were children. Now they are married with children and you keep all of them inside the house. It will not go well. Hmm. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? What will not go well? Now all five of them have bought cars plus their wives, ten cars. Where will they pack? Uh-huh. Now the children who when they were born, they were just a few inches long. Now they are six foot four. Five feet nine. And you have forced them all into the same house. You see that they'll be there, but they are not thriving. 
if you are sharing a room with your 16 brothers and sisters, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there are people who spend the whole day outside because, Charlie, the number that we are forced to fit into one room, may the Lord give you, deliver, deliver you. Amen. It's not your will. That's how it is. So I'm just saying to you that if we had all stayed under that same lighthouse, we didn't have expanding room. So in the wisdom of God, our father divided, sent all the married children out. Everybody should go and look for their room. Do you know what you will find? You will find in a few years when you come back, this one has built an apartment block. This one has built a two-story house. This one, do you see? The same family, the people that you were forcing in one place. But as you push them out, each part goes to function. Uh-huh. And that's what it is with us. So we are in Akazu Assemblies. There's the Lighthouse Chapel, the Mega Church. The names are plenty. Catch the anointing. Give me more names. Loyalty House, Makane uh, Church, Macarius Church. And they are, everybody is doing their own. But under the same umbrella, United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Are you seeing it? It's a good place to put your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, so under this umbrella of churches originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, we used to use certain names. Mm -hmm. We used to use the name Area Fellowship, AOFM. We used to use the name Basel. We used to use the name, some people used to say Cell. Now is the dispensation that we use a Basenta. Basenta. I'll explain why we changed the name. Because for us, names are very significant. If you are here, and your name is Bolabi. Hey, a child on the Bola. Hey! Hi, you insulting my name. I'm not, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm not insulting your name. I'm just showing you the names that you should change based on what they mean. Hmm. The church has become quiet. I had a friend who was called Endurance. For as long as she kept the name Endurance, her everything was tin, 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 tin. Endurance. If everybody goes this way and takes 10 minutes, she alone, it will take three years. If everybody, ah! And one day she woke up and she said, no. No, I've changed the name. And she changed from Endurance to Elsie. Her life has been normal. Normal. Ah. Hallelujah. I'm just saying this to say that. So the name Basenta, there's a reason for it. But it's the same thing as a cell. It's the same thing as an area, an area fellowship. But there's a reason why we call it the Basenta. And I'm saying to you that we are learning about the Basenta system. Amen? We are learning about it. And I'm saying, why should you be interested why should you be interested? As you are sitting down, minding your own business, coming to church, trying to live your life, why should you be interested in this thing we are calling Eba Center? Reason number one. You should be interested because God is interested. Yeah. The Lord is interested in his church. We have made him a, a, a puppet, interested in everything else. But the truth of the matter is that he's interested in his church. Hmm. Are you in the house? I'm reading to you from Matthew 28. From verse 18 to 20. Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Are you here? Go ye therefore and teach all nations until you gather you cannot teach. 
And it's that gathering to teach that gives rise to the church. If we don't gather, we become like the apes. The kingdom of the apes, they are stronger than we are. But the problem is that they cannot gather to teach. And that's the only reason why we are able to imprison them. If you see a gorilla, it is several times stronger than you. So tell the nearest man, stronger than you. We, the ladies, we are bowed already. We are not talking about our strength, but <laughs> stronger than you. And yet you are able to capture them and keep them in captivity. 15 gorillas in one cage. They should be able to finish you. But why can they not finish you? Because they cannot gather themselves to teach. Amen. They cannot gather themselves. Then this one will say to this one, look, when he opens the gate, shut it, eh? Then you tell the other one, lock it, okay? Then you tell the third one, hold your arm like this. Then that's go for here, go for it. We finish the man. But just because they cannot gather to teach, nothing is left of them. Nothing is left of them. Amen. And so Jesus gave us a command. And he told us that we should go. When we go and we teach people about whatever, to teach them, gather them to the place. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And this is why he came. This is why he came. He didn't come for any other reason. Every other benefit is a side benefit. Amen. There are some medications, when you take them, they are meant to solve one problem. But on the, in the solving, they have other. That's why some of you young men find tramadol interesting. Yes, it takes away the pain, but it also creates a certain high. Ooh. And when you start taking it for the high, you have begun to fall into trouble. For as long as you're only taking it for the pain, there ain't no problem. But when you start taking it for the high, it becomes a problem. And in the same vein, Jesus came to save us, and that's cool. And, and as he's saving us, he's sorting out our lives, and he's, he's, he's organizing our financial lives and our marital lives and all of that, and you look around and you see that it's going good, but if the reason why you're coming to him is for that financial high or for that marital high, you've got a problem coming. Because the reason why he came did not state your marriage, your anything inside. Those are the benefits and the day that your side benefit becomes your main reason, you've lost it. Trouble has come. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Yeah. And so I'm sharing with you that this is God's main idea. And he said, go teach others. And this is what we should be preoccupied about. Because he is occupied with his church. Many of us who are not thriving are not thriving because we are not occupied with what God is occupied with. I have to tell you something. That if you are in the house with your parents, you need to understand that you must be interested in what they are interested in. You are a child, you are in the house, you are not interested in your books, and they are interested in your book, on you liking your books. Trouble will come. That's why when you went and you said that, eh, I needed to have something, they just insulted you. Because the things you are interested in, you are not interested in them. Your mother is interested in teaching you how to cook. And you are interested in rapping. You say, I want to join CPS. It's okay to join CPS, but if it's going to coincide with cooking time, there will be a problem. As the nearest lady by you, do you know how to cook? It's a very relevant question. Oh. 
because my generation, we learned how to cook before we went to boarding school. But you people, I don't know what you are doing. When you go classes, 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 the whole day, morning, afternoon, evening, Sunday, Saturday. You are not to secondary, first year university, you cannot even boil an egg properly. Tell me I'm lying as I'm standing here. It's true. It's true. Hey. Hmm. You put it there when they open the thing, then they say, they say Oh, that's how the brony is his egg. The brony produces egg under different problems. It doesn't have our problem, so. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, listen, in this our environment, an egg must be cooked properly before you eat it. Yes. There are some bacteria that cross the eggshell into the egg. If you like, yeah. I should now start giving you uh, classes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in the church? But I'm sharing with you what God is interested in. And so for this purpose, as he has brought us all together, he's bringing us up to help in this mission. Take us to Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. And I want it in the, in the New Living Translation. I'm telling you why the Basenta is important to you. Because in this church, I'm telling you that I don't mind your age. I don't mind your state of growth. I don't mind. All of us are Basenta members. I told you. I told you, you are Basenta members. All of us. All of us. Some people will walk around, gather others to the Basenta. Some will teach some will bring new people. Some of us will pay for the bus. But no, it's true. So everybody is inside. We are all inside. We are all inside. Why? Because we are all inside the church. We are in the church. That's all. Now Ephesians 4.11. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So when Jesus was leaving, he decided to give gifts. Just like how some fathers, when they are going to travel, they call everyone in the house and they give this one. Two cities, two cities, two cities, two cities. Just leave, you know, something with you that you remember until he goes and comes. Are you here? Jesus too, when he was going, said, let me give gifts. But the gifts that he gave, no, they were human beings. Apostles. Prophets. Evangelists. Pastors. Teachers. Those were the ones he gave to us. Why? Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So you may have been thinking that the workroom is for the pastors to do. It's for those who say that they are pastors. And I'm telling you that it's for all of us. It's for who? It's for all of us to do. That's why we need our basentes. As we have our basentes, we are doing our work. Yeah, we are doing our work. Be concerned about what God is concerned about. If you concern God yourself with what God is concerned about, He will also concern Himself what you are with what you are concerned about. Yeah, it's true. Many of us we are worried for ourselves, so He's left it for you. He's left it for you. Do His and let Him do yours. Am I talking to somebody today? I'm just wondering whether I want to go into John 15 or not. We can, we can easily get stuck in John chapter 15. Let's go to John chapter 15 and verse 1. In John chapter 15, Jesus is the one speaking. He says something. I am the true vine 
a vine is a grape, if you like, for lack of a better word, tree. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. If Jesus is a tree, you and I are branches of the tree. He says, every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So when you start to bear fruit, as you are bearing in the basenta, he will start to help you to do more. Amen. This is what he's concerned about. I'm just showing you what he's concerned about. He has not mentioned your bank account. He has not mentioned the woman that you don't have to marry. He has not mentioned it. What is concerning him is his church. Hallelujah. Very clear. He doesn't have no apologies. Hmm. Number five. <laughs> I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. Have you seen it again? And is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are bed. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. So he even ties it to our well-being. And our well-doing. He says, when you come, if you are doing what I ask you to do, my word is in you. You are working with it. He says, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. And you ask, I do. So if you are looking for God to be concerned about you and about that thing, God must have a reason to save you. He must have a reason. He must have a reason to do you good. Hmm? Are you in the church? I'm sharing with you why you must be concerned about the center. Why it should be of interest to you. Wow. And it's of interest to you because without it, you are not safe. Hmm. Yeah, without it, you are not safe. Jesus was the one who told us to be concerned about two things. He said, the most important commandment, love God. The second most important, love others. We have come to say love self. No wonder in this generation, Charlie, the way things have gone so bad. Self, they say what? Self-love. I need time for myself. You have taken all this time for yourself. I cannot see the prophet. I want some me time. By the time we are aware, we are, you are using the me time for all the things that are not helping you. And God knew that that's how he is. Here's our scripture, Mark 12, 30. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all their strength. If I enter this one, I will not come out. It's a whole camp. This is the first commandment. Then he goes on to give us the second commandment. And the second is like it. Namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is nothing greater than these two things. So when we come and we are only concerned about ourselves, what does it mean? What happens? Are you there? When we should be concerned about pleasing God and also helping others. Philippians 2. Hmm. Verse 4. Let not every man on... <laughs> Let... King James English can be interesting. Let not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In other words, be concerned about others. 
be concerned about others. And as we move on talking about the Bacenta system, you will see that one of the main things is how it helps others. Some of you are here in the church, you've never helped anybody before. But when you, <laughs> it's even in the film, but when you're broken up into Bacentas, you end up not just being concerned about yourself, but about others. You meet here, you know the people. Every week you have been meeting, then something is not right. Then you hear that, oh, the person is in hospital. Say, let me make some stew and take it. You may not have done that earlier. There are also some of you who would have helped, but you don't know who to help. Yeah, you don't know who to help. I remember one day I was so touched. We were going to have a camp, and at the end of the service, there was somebody walking around saying that, oh, I came ready to support five people. I've done four. I have one more person. I'm looking for one more person to support to go. I was so touched. Because what I know is I usually have to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and get one. But here's somebody who had decided that I'm going to support five people. Maybe because of my work, my something, my something, I can't go. But I'm going to make sure that five people go. Are you here? Right now, when you look in your bacenta, now you can see that Jane Grey cannot go. <laughs> if I do not help, this one cannot make it. It's so clear. It's so clear. And if you are also the one needing help, it's also easier. You don't have to say so much. There are people who know you. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Amen. So be interested. Me, I'm very interested in what God is interested about. And I have discovered that as I have focused on him, he has concerned himself about my matters. I don't know the last time I had a prayer meeting about myself. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I said, I don't remember it. By the way, I'm, I've said this in the first time, I'm saying, it, I'm saying it again. Today is exactly one year when I came out of the hospital. Amen. And you know, even as I was lying there, I don't remember praying for myself. I remember thinking about, I was wondering, hey, this person, this person saved as they are going. I'm sitting, I can see that. I can't get up to go to the bed, but I'm wondering, I can see the person is fading. As you go, I wonder where you are going. I wonder. Oh, yeah. I remember that when I started to walk again, because the time comes when you are just there. Have you seen vegetables? We need to have. So at the point, like, Charlie, you have to start walking again. And as I was walking, I'll start praying. Shamaya, Mayama, Mayama. Then I have to stop and breathe a little. Just praying that, Lord, let your spirit come in this place of death. I don't remember praying for myself. But a few days before I came out, about five days, I came out on a Saturday, the Monday. I was asleep. And in my sleep, I saw an angel. By the way, I didn't know angels could be dark-skinned. The white hands made us think that they should be white. But I remember that the person was black like me. And just ran in. And then said, wake up, wake up, I need you to pray. And I remember that I woke up. And of course, for the first time I thought, ah, am I supposed to pray by myself? Maybe the flat chair is not over. <laughs> And then the person, he continued and said, not about yourself. Can you not hear them? Can you not hear them praying? And I began to hear the sound. The only thing I can compare it to is a waterfall. He said, that's them. They are praying for you. But you, then he gave me another prayer assignment. Yeah, he gave me another prayer assignment. 
Hallelujah. So I realized that God himself had organized what I needed. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. I had not asked him to get people to pray. And I'm saying to you that as you are concentrating on the things of God, I think I only survived because I had something else for other people to do. Not for myself. You are busy. You have been praying. Casting out. The most popular prayer meetings everywhere, the prayer meetings where I'm binding. I don't know how many demons are in your village. Are you not done? Are you there? Machine gun. Mumpe machine gun. You see, and then you will see that the place will be full place because they are praying about themselves. But that same person, if you concerned yourself about the things of God, yes, he will sort you out. Pastor, I don't need to talk a lot. All your prayers about yourself, explain to me where it has gone. Up till now, you are still chasing demons. Up till now. Up till now, the problem for which you said you were fast is still there. Up till now. Hey, it has even become bigger. Yeah. And so I'm just sharing with you how he planned it. Concern yourself about him. He'll sort you out. Tell your neighbor, look, he will sort you out. He'll sort you out. Don't worry too much. He'll sort you out. Hallelujah. The second reason why you should be interested in the Basenta is because it is one of the most powerful keys to making and even to becoming disciples of Jesus. It's one of the most powerful keys. Yeah. Jesus sent us to go and teach all nations. Then IB says, go and make disciples of all nations. Who is a disciple? A disciple is a follower. Many of us here are not disciples of Jesus Christ. You are a disciple of your TV. Disciples of betting. Disciples of money. That's what you are following. Just be honest with yourself. As for soccer disciples, plenty keke. When I went to church, they said that we shouldn't watch. I've not said you shouldn't. I'm just asking you what you are a disciple of. When we press you, that's what will come out. <laughs> and so one of the best ways to become a disciple is to join a basenta. Why? Because when you come to church, you see like this one, as you are there, there are probably a hundred questions in your head, but you cannot ask. There's no avenue for asking. There's no avenue really for discussing it much. But you ask those who are in basentas now. When they got to their basenta, what was being taught some time ago, that's exactly what was brought two, three weeks ago. They could listen to it, read the thing, ask questions. I didn't understand this point. What was it that you were saying? Ah, okay, then, ah, then I understand. I also have this example. Also, but you are here. You can't say much. You will find out that if you are faithful in a basenta for some time, you see that you are getting stronger. Your word is getting stronger. You are becoming a disciple of the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you ever opened your Bible? At least I have done it before. And I've wondered, I want to read my Bible. What should I read? Where, where should I read? What, what, what? You see. Even as I'm speaking now, I'm speaking too fast. Many of you have lost the, the ability to write notes. You can't even, But when you get to the basenta, you can say, what was it? You said point one. Please say it again. Say it again. Please say, huh? Then, then you are writing your notes. Then you take those same notes to your house. Quiet time tomorrow. You open that's the scripture. 
Okay, I'm going to learn the scripture by heart. Okay, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and make all disciples of every nation. Are you there? Yeah. Before you are where you are understanding your own salvation, you are becoming a real follower of Christ. You are becoming a proper disciple. Amen. Is it not enough that we should be in church? I've just told you why it's not enough. And you see, it is the lack of this in the lives of many. That's why you fall away so easily. You fall away because there's much you don't understand. There's a lot of weakness in the church. People, some are annoyed with God himself. I prayed and I told God that he should save my grandfather and he didn't do, so I'm bored. But you see, if you had been learning a little more, you would have come to see that God knows a little more than you know. And that there are things you don't know and don't understand. So much as it's paining you, you will hold yourself and say, no, God knows something more that I don't know. And he's still the way that he is. Okay, Lord, I don't understand, but I'm standing by you. And I'm, ah, you have become a follower. You have become a follower of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you begin to see the scripture. Say, I, I know the plans I have for you. My thoughts towards you. Oh, to take you to a good place. To give you a good end. Okay, okay. So I don't understand this particular thing that has happened in my life. But Lord, I learned that you don't have any bad plans for me. So I trust. So I trust. You see, it's not everybody who should live for a long time. Hezekiah was a king. God told him that, listen, you are coming home. He said, oh, he has not heard some before. Started crying. The Bible says he turned his face to the wall. Have you seen a man who has turned his face to the wall? Actually, I'm here, Lord, until you give me. Hey, you see, when you start to be, you start to open scripture at God. You say, okay, I have to, I have to do what you are saying. So God gave him more days. Oh, what the man came to do with the more days? He should have gone home. He worried his children and his grandchildren just by staying longer. God knew something he didn't know. Push your neighbor and say, God knows something. God knows something. Hallelujah. And as you come into a center, you begin to see that because of how you're going through things, you've heard it once from the pulpit. Then you've heard it broken down in bits in the center, Week after week after week after week. Something is happening to me. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. Twice have I heard. Amen. Are you understanding something? Yeah. Many converts never learn anything more. I've given my life to Christ. That's all. And the devil takes you on a round. Hey. The devil what? Takes you on a round. My goodness gracious. Because you don't know. You see, I'm going to use an example because I want to tease somebody. I have a dog in my house. It's very troublesome. Very little dog, but very, very troublesome. And small girls are his weakness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least that's what I tell Because when he sees young ladies, Charlie, uh, but he's very troublesome. He'll be playing with you. And as he's playing, this and that, they'll be saying, stop, stop. He'll never stop. He'll never stop. Then when I arrive and I just call him down, what's the difference? I know something they don't know. I must know something they don't know. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? All of them, they know this creature is in the house. Why is he persecuting some? 
Persecution, Pam. Persecution. I like to have my quiet time on my veranda. And when I'm there, Charlie, he's also outside running around. He'll come and pitch quietly. We have quiet time together. Oh, quiet. But when some people arrive, oh, oh, stop, 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 stop. Oh, ah, oh. I've given them hints. I've told them, do the Charlie, the guy is a persecutor of their life. There are only two of us in the house that he obeys. Say amen, Clara. <laughs> Are you there? We know something. In the same way, when you give your life to Christ, the devil is a persecutor. And he goes troubling you until he doesn't hear stop. Oh, they start, oh your tears is even more excited. That guy in my house. You are crying. And it is because as a convert or as a, a young Christian, there's something you need to know. If you knew it, you stop him in his tracks. That's why you must get into Eba Center. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Oh, yeah. Wow. Number three. Hey, time has gone over. Mercy. I'm talking about why you must be interested in the Basenta. Now, it's also because you must bear fruit. You are a soul winner. And there are thousands and thousands of people around us who are not saved. Around you where you go to school. Around you in your workplace. Around you in your house. Around you in the community where you are. So many people. And there's no way, I mean, even to bring them to church is, initially is, is too difficult. But as you start the basenta out there, it's so easy. It's so easy to bring them along. It's so easy. Many of the things that terrify people about the church don't exist in the basenta. For instance, we sit down. We sit down. It's like a chat that we are having. You discover that some basenta leaders too, they bring some food. Hey. Somebody will come just because of the granules you have been providing. It's not a problem. Let it bring them. And as you sit down and you begin to break the word left and right, suddenly the gospel begins to make sense. I said, suddenly what? The gospel begins to make sense. And suddenly the person is in a place where, oh, then I can ask a question. Then I can say something. Hallelujah. This was the idea that the Holy Spirit gave to people. Yeah. Yeah, it was his way. Because when the church began, it was just growing. The apostles were only 12. They had some seven other assistants. How were they going to manage the church? And then they just began to meet. Not only in the temple or in the church, but house to house. I said what? How did they used to meet? House to house. They used to meet from house to house. And it was something that really helped them. That was how they were able to take care of the church. When the time came that they were complaining that eh, they look after this group of widows, but they don't look after this one, it was very easy to sort out. They just got the leaders where they just handle it and just sort them out. And it is so in our church. And you discover sometimes that somebody has been forgotten. We're not able to do what we should have done for you. But as you break up and you are part of a basenta, we cannot forget. Because your basenta leader, he has only 10 people to think about. Are you in the church? 
He has only how many people to think about? Ten. And you are inside the ten. He cannot forget. He cannot forget. Your birthday, nobody wished you happy birthday on the page. But if your basenta leader is a proper human being, he has a list. Ten people. He has it on his phone. It will come up on, what do you call it? Notification. Notification. This one's birthday today. Actually, somebody will be taking care and doing something. Are you in the house? So it really, really, really helps us. Hallelujah. It's a big mistake to just restrict the church and say they are only meeting in the church. Acts 2.46. I have to end very quickly. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Are you seeing it? Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And further on, it talks about how as they gathered together, they were also learning together. Now, the, the, it is a mistake. The last thing I'll share with you is that it's a mistake to limit the church only to meeting together in gatherings like this. Why is it a mistake? Because times come when it's not possible to meet like this. In the communist countries, for 70 years, the Russians in, 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 in Russia could not meet. Yes. For 70 years, they could not meet in a, an open church. And they just went underground, meeting house to house. House to house. Are you understanding it? House to house. Little, little groupings like that. Yeah. They just started meeting in the small, small groupings. China, up until today, Real believers cannot meet in the open. And they too. And the church is growing. House to house. House to house. We don't have to go far. In our own nation, when COVID struck, the churches that had cells, centers, little groupings, survived. I know entire churches that were wiped off. Because suddenly you woke up one day without the ability to prepare, you were told that you cannot meet next, from next week going. And it lasted for months. By the time they were trying to come back, everybody had scattered because some churches, the people left and went to stay maybe with their family members. I mean, we're all going to be under lockdown. Charlie, at least let me be where my loved ones are. It is the churches that could be divided into smaller groups that survived. All the churches that had only large groups so you had some large churches that had well-established cells of our centers. They survived. Even though they were not, they survived. And whole churches that were there, they didn't have the small groups. The day that darkness fell, that was it. We must have basentes in this church. Hallelujah. I said we must have basentes in this church. Hallelujah. And so I close with just telling you what is a basenta? What is a basenta? We have already defined a cell as a, simply a church in a house, isn't it? House to house, house to house. Now, why did we choose the name Basenta? Why did we choose that? Why didn't we call it a cell? It was simply because we added one more dimension. Hey, do you want to know what it is? So, let me define it for you. A Basenta is a cell group. It's an area fellowship. It is a house church that buses itself and buses others to church on Sunday. That's why we gave it the name Basenta. So it's like a cell, all right. It's an area fellowship, all right. Now, when they say area fellowship, it's a cell that's confined to a particular area. Are you getting it? And so we use the name Basenta. You see this church, we think that we're very funky and very, you know, whatever. So instead of saying a bus cell, we have just coined the center. 
Are you okay with it? Are you going to be a member of a bar center? Are you going to be part of a bar center? I said, are you going to be part of a bar center? I believe we're going to be. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Next week, we shall talk about the characteristic of bar centers. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen and amen. Oh, I said for the Lord. Thank the Lord that you are going to be in a bar center. You are going to be in a bar center. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I would like to be in the same bar center with you. If you are telling lies, don't lie. So if it's not true, find somebody else. <laughs> I would like to be in the same bar center with you. I want you to bow down your head and begin to pray this afternoon. Just bring yourself before the Lord and talk to him. And say, Lord, I'm understanding. If you're already in a bar center, you want to say, Lord... Thank you for placing me in a bar center. But maybe you should start thinking about you being the leader of a bar center. And you say, Lord, help me. Help, help me. me. Help me. Help me. Because I'm seeing many bar center members who should be bar center leaders. Mm. Uh, dancing stars, you cannot just come and be dancing and uh. throwing your legs in the air. Hey! <laughs> You must now have a bar center. We are young people who dance, but we have a bar center. Hey, laptop is, you cannot just come here and run us with the laptop. As you are laptop, you also have a bar center, a place where you are known by name and by nature. Hey, instrumentalist, you cannot just come and instrument. You must also have a place that you belong to. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, admin. By all means, you have to be somebody's center member. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. And say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for showing us that in the Bible, because last week I took you through the Bible, that they met in the temple, but they also met house to house. And in this church, we have some and we're going to have more. Talk to the Lord about it for a few minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for providing for us and caring for us enough. Thank you, Take care of us in the church. Oh, yes. And take care of us in our homes. Lift your voice for a few minutes. Oh, yes. Mandorabos, Diandarababa. We thank you, Lord. Randalabababa. For taking care of us, Lord. Mandorabababa. And providing for us, Lord. Mandorabos, Landalabababa. Remandarabos, Mandiriandalabababa. Remandorabos, Mandorabababa. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. You can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yes. If you can use anything, Lord, can use me. Take my hand, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. This afternoon, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here. This is not about a bus center on earth. But you are here to join the Lord's center, to join the Lord's household, 
And to do that, you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to have opened your mouth to confess him as your Lord and Savior. And so if you are here today, you're not so sure about your faith, that when time is up with you, if Jesus were to come today, or God forbid you were to go today, you're not sure where you'll go to today, you want to pray. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If that is what is in your heart, you want to lift up your right hand. You are here, you are saying, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I see your hands all over the room. I want you to come to me this afternoon. I want to pray with you according to the scriptures in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. Step out and come. And it says that as you confess him with your mouth, you'll be saved. You must believe on him in your heart. Confess him in your mouth. Please step out and come. You may be young, you may be old. We want to talk to Jesus. Oh yes. Don't leave here unsure. Don't leave here not sure of where you are going. Hallelujah. Just come. Just come. Just come. I'm waiting for you. Step out and come. Hallelujah. If you have not done it before, step out and come. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just come. Just come. Just step out and come. Come and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Oh, yes. For the last time, come running, come running. It's calling you this time. Come running, come running. I'm running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His ways will be our covering. His love will no freely. It will provide the you're standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Those of you in the congregation, just support us, help us. Let this prayer be your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my saviour. And you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one who has prayed this prayer from the bottom of their hearts. I pray that, Lord, you will keep them and help them to stand strong and to grow in you. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.